A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, If you remain in my word, you will truly be my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are descendants of Abraham, and have never been enslaved to anyone. How can you say you will become free? Jesus answered them, Amen, amen, I say to you. Everyone who commits sin is a slave of sin. A slave does not remain in a household forever, but a son always remains. So if the son frees you, then you will truly be free. I know that you are descendants of Abraham, but you are trying to kill me, because my word has no room among you. I tell you that what I have seen in the Father's presence Then do what you have heard from the Father. They answered and said to him, Our father is Abraham. Jesus said to them, If you were Abraham's children, you would be doing the works of Abraham. But now you are trying to kill me, a man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. Abraham did not do this. You are doing the works of your father. So they said to him, We were not born of fornication. We have one Father, God. Jesus said to them, If God were your Father, you would love me, for I came from God and am here. I did not come on my own, but he sent me. The Gospel of the Lord. If you were running a marathon, it would be pretty foolish for you to fill your pockets with loose change. That, that wouldn't, I'm assuming, be a very wise decision to make as you're running, um, to weigh you down even just a little bit and, and certainly be an inconvenience. Even more so if you were running a marathon, you certainly wouldn't strap on some ankle weights and weights around your wrist because, again, that would make the marathon that much more difficult and troublesome for you. And finally, you last you wouldn't strap on a backpack and fill it with the heaviest weights that you could find because certainly the odds of you successfully completing the marathon would be slim to none. That is the effect that sin has on our lives. It slows us down. It slows us down on our journey and our path to heaven, which is our ultimate journey and home. And we can become so used to the sin in our lives that we become forgetful that it even exists. It's as if we don't even notice it anymore. The sin that we do have, our goal is usually to minimize that. And that's good. Obviously, we we want to minimize sin. But we look at these cardinal sins, these vices of pride, envy, greed, wrath, lust, and gluttony, and sloth, and we simply try to minimize them and make them have a smaller impact in our lives. We try to minimize the slavery that they endue upon us. But rarely do I think we come up with a plan on how is it we are going to rather break 
the bonds of these sins. Those things that send us into the confessional time after time, we certainly try to minimize them, but we focus too little on increasing in the virtues that will destroy the shackles of sin. Humility to break pride, generosity to break greed, charity to break envy, patience to break wrath, chastity to break lust, temperance to break gluttony, and fortitude to break sloth. So often we are focused on minimizing the poison that we take in rather than increasing the anecdote which will get rid of it. We spend too much time looking down at our vice instead of looking up at the virtue. Because it is virtue that breaks the bond of sin. And every one of us, as Jesus says, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. So we need those bonds broken. And so it's profitable for each one of us to examine ourselves and identify what vice, what sin is it that has me enslaved. Because if we can then grow in virtue and break that habit, break that confinement, that slavery, then we can be truly free. And like Sandrach, Meshach, and Abednego, we can even walk through the flames and never be burned.